What's going on, everybody? Josh here. We've got an exciting announcement for you all. I know if you've been paying attention, you will have noticed it, but we're working on a rookie draft kit right now. It is in the works. We're almost finished with it, and uh, it'll be coming out here in the next couple weeks, which is really exciting. Uh, the way you can be on the lookout for it is it will go live on our Patreon, which is patreon.com forward slash Fantasy Brothers. You can, uh, if you partner with us over there, that will be where the draft kit will drop. If you want to get a leg up on all your friends and kick all their butts, that will be where you'll want to go. So that's enough for me. Let's hop into the episode with Ben. This is, this is a football podcast, man. Meat. Football. Good. Man, we talk football. We eat burgers. <laughs> Welcome back to the Fantasy Brothers Podcast. Josh Johnson and Ben Watts with you in the driver's seat. We're talking fantasy football. Ben is hype. Ben's about to get older. It's his birthday tomorrow. I don't like it. You don't like inching, it? Inching closer to 30, dude. Whoa. It's frightening. Whoa. Oh, you're right. I hate it. I, I don't like birthdays anymore. Yeah. Uh, that, you didn't think about that, did you? No. I, uh-uh. My age is soon, it, it's going to round up to 30 now. Like that was, that, that struck me. Oh my God. You don't like that. Are you 25 or 26 tomorrow? 20, 25. I, oh, God, I hope not 26. <laughs> then it really would round up. Oh, 26, I'm jumping off a cliff. <laughs> you got anything fun planned tomorrow? Are you just going to uh, sit on no. the couch? and? Yeah, pretty much. Every, it's, it's on a Wednesday, so, like, everybody's working. Do you not just, like, I don't know, go to IHOP and order a big old plate of pancakes? Like the one by, with the smiley face, you know? By myself? Yeah. No. You're telling me you can't eat pancakes by yourself? I'm not lonely and sad. Yes, you are, Ben. <laughs> Listen, you shut your mouth. <laughs> Listen, I'm lonely, but I'm not sad. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, well, happy birthday. From from oh, all the uh, the fellas. From all happy the birthday. one staff, of the two staff members here. From... One me, being the only me. other, yeah, one of them being you, you, your other personality, and and me. What's my other personality? You know what it is. Not sure well, actually, there's be, there's right. several of them. There's there's a few. <laughs> there's only like a, a couple that don't like football though, so it's okay. Fair enough. Uh, we've got we got a fun episode today. Uh, we've got our top twelve. Dynasty quarterbacks. We also lumped in tight ends here. There's not 12 of them because rounding frankly, out the series we've been doing. Yeah, we're we're pretty much trying not to get Ben depressed before his birthday. So we're we're gonna cap the tight ends at what like yeah, eight, nine, something like that. That's not really depressing. It's more of just boring. <laughs> like after we, after eight, like why are we even talking about this guy? They're pretty much Who all terrible. Guy? He had 18 catches and he's like the dynasty tight end at like seven. Okay, great. Yeah, it's lovely. Because the only other guy who came close to double digits. Before we get into all that, we've got some news. It's basically just like these guys uh, are about to get removed from their football teams. A couple of them already did. Carson yeah. Wentz, 
got cut, which was not surprising considering the commanders saved like $20 million. They removed a bad quarterback from the roster and acquired $20 million. I I think that was a pretty easy. Carson Wentz probably starts somewhere next year though. What's sad is you're probably right. At some point he will probably somebody will take him. So, Oh God. Look at the NFC South. There's no quarterbacks. There's no good quarterbacks there. I guarantee you he starts for an NFC South. It'll be Tampa, Atlanta, the Saints, or um, the Panthers. He'll start for one of those four teams. I feel like the only, and maybe I'm wrong, is Desmond Ritter better than Carson Wentz at this moment in time? Probably not. I feel like... This is how much I this is how bad Carson Wentz is to me. I feel like Sam Darnold, Andy Dalton, and Kyle Trask are all going to be upgrades. Trask uh, jury's See, out. I don't know about that one, but the other well, two for sure. Wentz realistically was not putting up horrible numbers in uh in Washington before he was injured and when he got hurt, that's they kind of just shut him down for the year. He wasn't horrible. I, I'm not arguing that Carson Wentz is a good quarterback or that he was great, but it's he wasn't bad. And I do think he's better than – at this moment in time, he's better than all of those other guys. Not going to take you to a Super Bowl or anything like that, but he will win more games than those guys probably. Yeah, I mean, you're right. He wasn't – he was not horrific. Well, uh, I mean, week six against Chicago, he got hurt. He had 99 yards. He had that game against Cleveland at the end where he threw three picks. But, I mean, overall, outside of those games, he wasn't, like, dreadfully horrible. He yeah, just I wasn't mean, very good. 300 yards, four touchdowns, 300 yards, three touchdowns. Um, was he winning a lot of games? No, no, probably not. But he is an okay starting NFL quarterback, I think. He's – you better have a dang good team around him if you want to make the playoffs. Yeah. But I don't think he just kills your team if he's the starter either. Well, he, yeah, he's not very good, but he's not like s- supremely awful. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, he, I don't really know how to put that. He's in, he's in the remarkably average section. Yes. Like painfully Remarca- average. Remarkably average. Like if what's Kirk sad Cousins is like we're bad. he can put up numbers. We've seen him put up legit numbers. Like when this dude was in Philly, like he was Patrick Mahomes before Patrick Mahomes. Like people were calling this dude like the next face of football. And then I don't know what happened. He had the ACL and just was never the same since. He got concussed playing against Seattle. Is that what it was? So there's a theory going around. Uh, when he was playing with the Eagles, there was, it was, let's see, I think it was the season that he ended up, it was like his last season in Philly. And was it was that, all, that, so the year after when he almost won the MVP? He, two, two years after the, that? The year Philly won the Super Bowl, like he was, he was going to win the MVP if he hadn't gotten hurt. Right. I think it was two years after that because he played that year and then he played a year after and was good. They won the division. And then the year following, he was really average and they traded him. Um, So that final year in Philly, 
Uh, they played Seattle, and he got absolutely destroyed, uh, super concussed. And there's this theory going around. It's like the Antonio Brown Vontez yeah, Perfect his, theory. His, uh, his Vontez Perfect moment. Yeah. So prior to the uh, prior to the concussion, his career numbers were something like 91 touchdowns, 50 picks, or something. And then after Pretty the good. concussion, yeah, or maybe it was 91 touchdowns, 30, 30. Five picks, 30, 35, something like that. Even better. <clears throat> yeah, not half bad. And then after the uh, concussion, he's like 51 touchdowns, 35 picks, which is painfully average. Yeah. So I don't know if it has anything to do with it. It's kind of like the Batman thing, you know, like I'm not Batman or I'm not Batman. What? What is it? You think I am not Batman, but you've never seen me and Batman in the same room together? Not saying it's correlative at uh, all. That. <laughs> yeah. I also like, when when was he ever Batman? <laughs> <laughs> no, that is nothing. No, not that. Anyways, that was he is anyway. I my buddy Jake, we were he was scrolling through Twitter one time and he I think he sent me a tweet. Um somebody was, you know, talking about restaurants or whatever, and cookout got mentioned and Somebody described cookout as aggressively mediocre, <laughs> which I, I just love the the wordage. So that's what Carson Wentz is. He is aggressively mediocre. Yeah. Uh, so Kennedy Galladay, if Carson Wentz, you want to talk about mediocre quarterbacks? No, no, no. Kenny Galladay is the. He's not even Taco Bell because some he's people the like six that. day old grease we cooked the bad burgers in. <laughs> He's the McDonald's French fries underneath your car seat. There you go. I was about to say, I like McDonald's French fries, but then they've been like, if they've been sitting under the seat for about a month. That's Kenny Galladay. There's Kenny. You realize Kenny. Listen, Josh and I did not play football. No, but Kenny did not outproduce us by much this year. Six for your catches. fantasy teams. Six catches. One touchdown. How much did the New York Giants pay for that, for those six catches and that one touchdown? My man was averaging millions per catch. He got paid, I think it was $18 million this past season. I'd go catch a pass for $18 million. Oh, dude. If I got... I could see... There's, there's a world out there where I could catch six passes for an NFL roster for an entire season, 16 now, games. Now, this is a world where you get 180 targets. Yeah, but like I could catch six of them. That'd be tough. I'm not going to say I could catch six with 180 targets. I think I could get one. Give me, Are you give telling me, one, or, me one or two if, screen passes. If they gave you 11 targets a game for 16 games or 17 games, for 17 games, you could not catch six balls in the NFL. Do you, I don't think you understand like how not athletic I am and how good these <laughs> NFL cornerbacks are. I'm not going to give myself six catches. I think I could get schemed open for six catches. That's what I'm saying. You, if you like threw me like six screen passes, like yes, yeah, yeah, shoot, might score. On but one you, of them. you line me up on an NFL quarterback, any any route, like go slant, curl, anything. I ain't catching six passes. If you throw me the ball 200 <laughs> times, I ain't catching six passes. Oh, Lord. Uh, anyway, all but that to say, Kenny Galladay got But you're also not paying me cut. millions of dollars to do it either. No, 
No, you you are not. Uh, so yeah, Kenny Galladay got cut. Surprise, surprise. Leonard Fournette also. I don't think he's been officially cut, but he's about to be. It's none of these guys have actually been cut, but it's like when the fiscal year starts, which is March fifteenth, all of them are yeah. gonna get cut. Yeah. So, playoff Lenny, a thing of the past. R.I.P. He'll get signed he's, somewhere. He will. He'll he'll be a rotational guy. He's twenty eight, so he's not like completely washed up. He'll, he'll be a, I don't know, Latavius Murray. He's not guy. gonna be a starter, but he will. He's going into that phase of he's going to piss off the guys who you have started. Exactly. That yeah. is 100% exactly what Leonard Fournette is about to do. Joe Mixon, like, he's about to be there right with him. He's probably about to get cut too. And if that's the we, case, Joe Mixon will then piss off somebody else's We've been saying this. We've been saying this. They got to pay all these dudes, and Mixon is not one of these dudes. He's going to be the odd man out. They are about to allocate over the next two years, 30% of their cap to three players. You got to get rid of running backs. You just cannot pay a running back when you got to pay a quarterback and two studs. They're going to do it. Yeah. So Mixon is, they're going to move off him. They're also going to end up having, he was even getting out snapped. He was not good. He was not ideal. Uh, Let's see. That's it for the news, right? I guess we could mention the, the Bengals GM is a big fan of T. Higgins, but uh, I mean, who wouldn't be? He's great. You're not He's, as big a fan as I am. Th- that's correct. Yeah, I mean those those top twelve dynasty wide receivers. Ben, T. Higgins stand. Josh is more like a T. Higgins realist. T. Higgins realist. What what'd you say I was? The T. Higgins stand. Stan? Yeah. What does that mean? I mean, you're like his number one fan. Oh, maybe his number, his three number one fan. fan. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm up there. You might be. I'm probably, there might be. I'm higher than consensus. We'll say that. There might be five people who are bigger T. Higgins fans than you They're in the Clemson entire fans. world. Yeah, and you hate Clemson, so I, I, do. I don't even understand. I hate Clemson, but I like T. Higgins. Fair enough. It's like it, usually I can like once they've been in the NFL a few years, I can kind of move past the the rivalry. Yeah. Well, some of them, not all of them. Some of them. I'm sure CJ Spiller, till the day that man left the NFL, you were like, I hope he yeah, breaks no. both knees. Do not like CJ Spiller. <laughs> Let's hop into the quarterbacks. Uh, we're, we're giving you our top 12 dynasty quarterbacks. And then uh, we'll have a couple guys worth talking about after we get through the uh, top 12. But number one, I I don't think a lot needs to be said here. Patrick Mahomes is our number one dynasty quarterback. He has been number one or number two for ever. Two last year. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, Did it feel a little sacrilegious? No, because Josh Allen's just that good. Um, And it's it's for for fantasy purposes, it's still right there. Yep. I mean, yeah. I mean, if you want to trade Patrick Mahomes for Josh Allen because of the rushing upside, go for it. Josh Allen's is phenomenal. Josh Allen had a it felt like a down year to me. He was quarterback too. I think it was in really the grand scheme year, of things. It I mean for him it kind of was. He had that elbow was, injury. Yeah, he was more inconsistent than he has been. Yes. He was still the quarterback too. So Patrick Mahomes had and I think why Patrick Mahomes 
is just such an easy one is he had no, unless you consider Travis Kelsey a true number one receiver, which is, I guess he is. But in terms of actual wide receivers, his best wide receiver was probably Juju. And Juju is a very average, aggressively mediocre wide receiver. <laughs> aggressively <laughs> mediocre. Are and, they going to uh, even resign him? Or is he going to go? I don't know. I really have no idea. I think they might be like, you know what? We have Travis Kelsey. We have Sky Moore and Kadarius Tony. That's all we need. Yeah, I saw like a little like beat report or whatever. I mean, obviously – all of this is just just talk, but they're saying you know Sky Moore and Kadarius Tone are going to have bigger roles, which I mean I'd I'd give them touches over Juju too. So yeah, maybe not Sky Moore. Like I don't really I'm not sold on him, but Tony, yeah, Tony's way better. Yeah, for sure. But with that cast of characters, Mahomes gives you five thousand and uh, what was it forty touchdowns and yeah, he, was the MVP. He shut up any haters he had this year. He's ridiculous, and he gives you enough rushing to kind of like have a really, really safe floor, and he can throw for three touchdowns every single week and it not be that big of a deal. He's he's ridiculous. And so, you know, Josh Allen at two, not a big difference. It's just sort of, like you said, your personal preference. That is your guy. Everybody, like, I've had a lot of arguments with people this year, and they were, you know, we're talking about guys, you know, our favorite players. And I think some people misunderstood me when I argue with them. They're like, how's Josh Allen? How do you like him better? I'm like, I'm not saying Josh Allen's better than Patrick Mahomes. He's just my favorite player. Fair enough. Yeah. And I think for fantasy, you can probably make an argument that Josh Allen is better. Um, But I mean, there's really not, there is no difference between those two guys for fantasy to me. I mean, I, I would give the nod to Allen because of the rushing and the bias, but I am not going to fault you whichever one of those guys you have at one. Let's put it. How about, how about if we rephrase it a little bit? I think Patrick Mahomes at his best is going to be better than Josh Allen at his best, but Josh Allen at his floor is going to be better probably than Mahomes at his floor. That's probably fair. So and I, I mean, think it ends up averaging. Josh out. Allen at his best for fantasy might be better because Josh Allen at his best is throwing for 300 yards and he's got 70 yards rushing. So I don't know. Yeah, it's, I mean, Mahomes real life, pretty much. I ain't gonna argue, but Mahomes pretty much at his worst. At his worst, he's gonna give you 4,700 yards, 38 touchdowns, and like 300 yards rushing. Yeah, that's it's ridiculous. That's pretty good. Pretty, pretty solid. Uh, all right. Number three is where things start to get really interesting. So in our these composite. Next, these next three guys, you and I differ, differ a bit. Yeah. So in our composite, we have Joe Burrow at QB3. I will say I have personally Jalen Hurts, but uh, because of this, the nature of this list, Joe Burrow is our QB3 here. Um, and I think it is just like, what do you want in your quarterback for fantasy? And that sort of will dictate whether or not you would take Jalen Hurts here or you would take uh, Joe Burrow here. Yeah, I mean, I see your argument. I understand it, why you have him there. Maybe my bias, or not maybe, probably my bias is coming through some. But if we're talking, like I I – there's still questions about Jalen Hurts, I think. Maybe not for fantasy, but in real life, there's still some questions. I know exactly what Joe Burrow is. 
I know what yep. his weapons are. I know what he's going to be for the next 10 years, and it's phenomenal. His floor is lower than Jalen Hurts. However, we've also seen Joe Burrow's ceiling, and his ceiling is 45 points. When Jamar Chase is clicking, when T. Higgins is clicking, the dude can absolutely light up the scoreboard. And I think this year, too, he was way more consistent than even I thought he would be, you know, because I was, you know, kind of giving the nod. Yeah, Joe Burrow can have a bad floor. I mean, like, even in his bad games, he was scoring 18 points. So, yeah, I like Joe Burrow just long term going forward. But I get the the upside with Jalen Hurts. So <clears throat> I think where this gets somewhat difficult is I think you're you're having to separate real life NFL quarterbacks from their fantasy production. I think the truth of the fantasy production is that Jalen Hurts is a lot closer to Josh Allen than he is to, you know, I don't know, fill in the blank. Honestly, just whatever the other guy is, he's closer to Allen than he is the other, the field, if you will. Because of his rushing, because he is their goal line running back, similar in a way that Josh Allen is for the Bills, I mean, he's, you can lock him in for 750 yards rushing and probably eight touchdowns conservatively every year. And that just means that Hertz doesn't have to be a great passer to be a great fantasy producer. Whereas Joe Burrow has to be a top three, you know, passer every single year in order to be a great fantasy producer. Not to say Joe Burrow can't do that. We've seen him be consistently great. And I think personally, for me, he's the second best quarterback in the NFL. So he's he's going to be year over year a really great fantasy producer. The problem is, as a pocket passer, you can have down seasons where, you know, I mean, we saw with Herbert this past year, a couple things go wrong, and you know, instead of throwing forty touchdowns, you throw twenty five, and if you don't have enough rushing production to kind of like bolster that, you end up finishing a lot lower than probably people think you should. Whereas with Hertz, if you get 700 yards, eight touchdowns, you throw 3,520, you end up as the QB five at worst. And you look at his passing stats and you're like, Oh, he, I mean, he was fine, but he wasn't amazing. It's just, if he plays enough games, if he doesn't get hurt, he's going to finish as a top five quarterback year over year. And they're going to extend him. He's got his weapons. Um, so I don't know. I think it just it comes down to what's the flavor of quarterback you prefer? Do you want the rushing floor? Do you want the elite passer like a Joe Burrow? Uh, and you just sort of have to decide which of those you want. It's also a part of it. Some stuff is going to to keep an eye on really uh, how much money does he get? Because if he gets a lot of money, honestly, I think that may move him down some because new coach, they got to pay a lot of people on the team. The team around him can get worse, and I don't know if he's the player yet who can elevate a bad team. Yeah. Yeah, that that is TBD. <clears throat> but I think we have seen enough with him. Like if we were talking before the show, if you were to do like in real life, separate it from the fantasy element, where would you have Hurts? Yeah. For me, he's probably like five or six. For you, he might be roughly that same range. Yeah, I got him around there. So, I mean, if he's a top five-ish real-life quarterback, 
and then you factor in fantasy points. It's just if you run, they're just worth so many more. He's he's just going to be worth a lot as a fantasy quarterback. And so, I don't know, three or four kind of depends on the flavor of the month, whatever you prefer. Just that brings so clear, us to, I had number five over him as well. You did. <laughs> you had Justin Herbert over Jalen Hurts. I did not. If uh, I can trade Jalen Hurts for Justin Herbert in fantasy, I'm doing it right now. And I think the inverse is true for me because, you know, I would probably take Hurts over Herbert straight up, but I think you could probably get something on top of Hurts for Herbert. And if that's the case, I'm, I'm see really if okay you add it. something to Hurts, I'll do it. But just in a vacuum, even for fantasy, like Justin, everything went wrong for Justin Herbert this year. It did. Anything you can ask for. His topo lineman goes down. His coordinator was just abysmal in <laughs> Joe Lombardi. Yeah. And his top two receivers go down. And he was still like the QB 10 or 11 with all Don't of that going wrong. Where he broke his ribs. And he broke his ribs. So J- Justin Herbert is so incredibly good that he, all this can go down and he's still, you know, a low end QB one. So I, I can't envision things getting worse for him next year. Um, I think uh, bringing in Kellen Moore is a great, great thing for him. And yeah, I mean, they're going to, you know, his guys will be healthy next year and they're going to have to bring in weapons for him. So just Jalen Herbert, yeah. Yeah. Justin Jalen Herbert, the, uh, the much better version of both of those players where he can run and pass. Yeah. Justin Herbert, I am fully in on. Yeah, Justin Herbert's amazing. I've been seeing, and I guess this is the nature of fantasy football. I've been seeing a lot of people saying they would rather have Trevor Lawrence in Dynasty than Herbert. These, these people are in their own crack, okay? <laughs> I think, like, I would not rather have trevor lawrence than justin herbert but like if you can get trevor lawrence and a top three pick i'd think about it i think you'd probably want two picks on top of uh trevor if lawrence, it's but. i'd i would take a top three pick for for it's for trevor lawrence and the top three pick for herbert i think i would move there but like that's a that's a very valuable asset and if you have to add that valuable asset on top of a great quarterback in Trevor Lawrence for me to think about it. That's how good Justin Herbert is. Yeah. So, I mean, with him, he has a terrible year, a terrible year. turns out to be 4,700 yards, 25. He still makes the playoffs. He still is second in the league in passing. Yeah. He's going to have the passing numbers. I think where it hurt him this year was his touchdown production went down and his rushing basically. Yeah, honestly, Eckler was uh, red zone king for the Chargers. Like, it was so frustrating owning Herbert. And like you see like the little notification or whatever, so-and-so's in the red zone. Like Herbert's in the red zone. That mean Austin Eckler's going to score. Yep. Yeah. Great. Yeah. I, I mean, they have to they have to figure out ways. If you're going to throw 700 times, you have to throw more than 25 touchdowns. I don't make the rules. That's just how it works. You have to throw more than 25 touchdowns. 
Yeah, and I was, you know, you mentioned his rushing. I don't know where that went because I remember this time last year, you and I were talking, and you're, you know, we were comparing him and uh, Patrick Mahomes, um, not his real life, but for fantasy. And you were like, "Well, Patrick Mahomes runs more than than Justin Herbert," and I'm like, "No, he doesn't." And you were surprised when, like, you know, Herbert actually had the same, if not better, rushing numbers. But this year. Like it, it just went away, and I, I don't really have an explanation as to why. I don't know if it was play calling, if it was the injury, he was scared of it. I don't know. I think it was the ribs. I think so. With that injury, it's just so painful if you take a hit that I think he just stopped running. Yeah, I don't necessarily think that is his play style either. Like I think he is. I've seen like Josh Allen esque flashes from his runs. Yeah, I mean, I still think about the his last game at Oregon, the Rose Bowl, when he ran for like 150 yards. I think they were playing... Uh, Dude's a tank. Yeah, I mean, he is an athletic quarterback that has shown the ability to run the ball. And his first two years, it was like 250, 300 yards each year. This past year, it drops to like 140. So... And, and rib injury no happened in, in week two. So, yeah, that one, it yeah. stunted it for the entire season. Yeah, I think he just didn't want to take a hit, which is fine. Smart, I think smart for him, longevity-wise. Yeah. I think it was just, this is probably the worst season Justin Herbert will have in his career, in my opinion. Yeah, assuming he doesn't get hurt, this was this is an outlier year. I'm willing to throw it out, and he was still QB 11. Yeah. So number six for the both of us, we've got Lamar Jackson. Honestly, it was it was tough getting here. Yeah. These next three guys. So I feel like Lamar is. He feels like he is a lot closer to Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, that that little cluster of quarterbacks than he does to Trevor Lawrence to me like because of his rushing he just needs to play like 16 of 17 games instead of 12 yeah and he's right we've, there. we've seen the MVP season we've seen the ceiling for Lamar Jackson and it is the quarterback one easily right in a so. in a runaway fashion but also I think people are burnt on him in the past and two years he's missed the last six games Right. Each of the past two years. But really what I'm getting at is if I can pull up the stats right. So this past year he was QB six. Well, really he was QB five because Davis Webb played one game and somehow qualified. Lamar Jackson was QB five in fantasy points a game at 21.1. So when he was playing, I mean, he was, he was exactly what you would expect. The top five fantasy quarterback. And he was doing that with virtually no receivers to speak of. I mean, name his best receiver for much of the I mean, year. It was Bateman got hurt, game. didn't he? Yeah, Bateman, Bateman got hurt, hurt early too. And I think he like flashed in and out of the lineup, but it was never anything consistent. And I don't think he ever played a full game. He did not. So Lamar gave you 750 rushing yards, 2,200 passing yards. Um. He averaged more points per game than Justin Fields. He was essentially, if you take out the game where he was injured, he was Joe Burrow on a points per game basis. So 
pretty good. He's he's very, very, very good fantasy quarterback. And I think we just overlook the part where he's a great fantasy quarterback because he has not played full seasons the past two years. And the other part of that is he has not gotten hurt on scrambles. He's gotten hurt in the pocket both times. Which is, he doesn't really take hard hits when he scrambles. Like he's he's either so fast he can run away or he gets out of bounds. Yeah. So Lamar, people are probably going to fade him. They're going to be worried about the injuries. Go by. They're going to be worried about the offense. I still think he's a top five talent. Obviously, it's hard to put him over like Herbert, Hertz, Burrow. So maybe he's not necessarily a top five talent, but I think he is. I think there's a gap personally between Herbert, Hertz, Burrow, and Trevor Lawrence, who we have at seven behind Lamar Jackson. And I think Jackson is a lot closer to that group of five at the top than he is to Trevor Lawrence at seven. Yeah, I, I, I guess when I said the next few were tough, I not Lamar, the ones after that. Yeah, I, I, I do think there's a tear break here to the next guys Yeah, after Lamar. So speaking of Trevor Lawrence, there he, is. he is our QB7. And I think in super flex leagues, Trevor Lawrence is probably the last guy that I would really want as my QB one. And by that, I mean, I think these top seven are the seven guys that I am willing to be really excited about as my QB one. He's the last guy I'm willing to build a team around. The other guys. Yeah. The other guys I'm willing, not willing. The other guys on my team trade up. I'm trying to move up a tier. With Trevor They're Lawrence, good on my I'm team, okay. or I, I better have good players on my team that other than right. him. Yeah, I think Trevor Lawrence is setting himself up to be a stud. I think he proved that he is what we what we thought he was. To all the doubters, myself included, I was scared off of Trevor Lawrence. I made a mistake. I moved on him. Should not have done that. I should have just held him because he could have been my QB three in one league, and that would have been so just, nice. Just hush. <laughs> But now it's Mac Jones. So you know what? <laughs> Worked out great for you, Ben. Got the Mac attack. You still won the league. What are you what are you complaining about? I did, but I had to have Mac Jones on my team. Is he still on there? Yeah. <laughs> He's just chilling. Anyways, Trevor Lawrence. Uh, they, what can we- I like how they've they've actually like Jacksonville is showing they're willing to put guys around him. Like they went and got Christian Kirk thought we, they overpaid Christian Kirk turns out Christian Kirk. Nope. Just really good. Um, they added Calvin Ridley. Um, assuming it's re- reinstated. Don't really see a world where they don't reinstate him, but once he gets reinstated, we'll see what he's like. But obviously last time we saw Calvin Ridley, he was a top five wide receiver. Um, and you know, I've, I've seen rumors and stuff that they they trade for another receiver or they draft a receiver. So they they want to put everything around Trevor Lawrence that they can for him to succeed. Yeah, and I think he he will succeed. I've I have a feeling. So a lot of people with Trevor Lawrence are anticipating him to continue growing kind of thing. And while I think there is some reason to believe that he will continue to improve, I don't know how much he's going to improve. I don't know how much I'm willing to bet on improvement with him. The offense for the Jaguars this past season 
was a very good offense. He threw 25 touchdowns. I Let's think about it this way. Think about the optics about Justin Herbert, his season this past year, and Trevor Lawrence's season this past year. So Herbert throws for 4,700 yards, 25 touchdowns, 10 picks. Doesn't run, doesn't get a rushing touchdown. Trevor Lawrence goes 4,000 yards, 25 touchdowns, 8 picks, 300 yards rushing, and 5 touchdowns. I think Trevor Lawrence this past season, he just ran the ball. But passing-wise, he was basically just Justin Herbert's worst season. Yeah. So I don't know. I I think he's really good, but he averaged 18.9 fantasy points per game. He's going to have to take a step forward for me to be really in on him. I really want that quarterback one to be like a 21, 22 points per game kind of guy. And I think I that's think, where the argument of people like, do I, you know, what you have to add on to him to get somebody like Herbert. And that's why is I think he's, he's ascending, but he's just not there yet. And I'm not willing to go all in on him yet. Yeah. I really wonder how much Calvin Ridley, assuming he, uh, he's released from his suspension. I wonder how much Calvin Ridley factors in, um, just because, like, the receiving core, Christian Kirk, Zay Jones, they were good. I think Christian Kirk's a really good NFL receiver. Maybe not a star, but I think he's very, very solid. Um, I just wonder, like, how how much better is Trevor Lawrence going to get? I don't know. I think he's really good. I've seen flashes of him being great. Um, I think he might be a better real-life quarterback than he's going to be a fantasy quarterback. I'm not sure. But I do think he is for sure locked in at like this QB seven spot. Um, and I, I think do feel is, good if I'm building a team and he's my QB one, I do feel good about that. Yeah. I feel perfectly fine with him. Yeah. At eight, we've got Justin Fields and I think he is it's almost a tier break here too. Yeah. I think Justin like Lawrence is in his own be, tier behind the elite guys. Yes. And I think Fields is the headliner of this next tier behind Lawrence. Um, I think Justin Fields is going to be a really fantastic fantasy quarterback, but, uh, we can almost have the same argument we had with Jalen Hurts or like in a vacuum. If I got to pick one on my team, where am I going to start Jalen or Justin Fields or Trevor Lawrence? (laughs) Justin Fields has got the higher weekly ceiling, like by a good margin to me. Yeah, I, I agree because he obviously gives you rushing floor. The, um, I mean, we've seen it. He's given you 45 points a week. There was that three-week stretch. Really, Him and Lamar are probably the only two quarterbacks even on this list who can just blow the top off the game with their rushing upside. Like, those two guys have 180 yards as a very real possibility that they can run for. Yes. Yeah, he had three weeks over 130 yards rushing this past year. He had... It was like every other week, like I got Seven a notification. Justin Fields, 60-yard rushing touchdown. I'm like, again? Yeah. You it was ridiculous. Week. He had seven weeks over 80 rushing yards, and he finished with eight rushing touchdowns. And I mean, that's, his team is horrible. 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 I don't know if that's a good thing against him or a bad thing. Like, he did all this with a horrible team, but it's also a knock. Like, it, yeah, the team around him is horrible. So, yeah, 
I mean, it's something to consider. I do think there's a narrative out there that he's not a good passer, and I think that narrative is completely stupid. I don't know why anybody can watch. Like, if you turn his game film on, or even his highlights. Wicked arm. He's got a great arm. His best receiver is Darnell Mooney. Like, go get him somebody. Like, any legit option will do. He threw to Claypool. How many times did Claypool have? I think he caught like six balls in Chicago. He gave you the he gave you the Kenny Galladay treatment. Yeah, like uh, I, I don't know the actual stats. I don't know what he really did, but like I never I saw know. any impact from Chase Claypool. All right, what week did Claypool get traded? Oh, Do we know? Like, it was it was shortly before the um, deadline. What's the deadline? Week eight. Yeah. Okay, so week nine on. These were his fantasy point totals. Uh, 3.7, 1.8, 3.1, 7.1, 5.8, 0, 4.9. Yeah, like, don't don't tell me Justin Fields had good weapons when he had Chase Claypool. Like, I've seen people make that argument. Like, well, they added Claypool. I mean, that's, that's not an argument. Yeah, his entire season altogether. He had one, like, really good game Claypool did. This past year he had seven for 96 while on the Steelers against Tampa. If you took that game out, his best game of the season, his best yardage total outside of his great game was 51 yards. And that was with the Bears. Chase Claypool's been a good wide receiver. Yeah, that was the the point to be made there. And it's Equinemius St. Brown. Darnell Mooney, I think, is a good receiver, but he's not number one. The worst St. Brown. He is the worst St. Brown. He is the taller, worst St. Brown. The taller, we don't care about St. Brown. Exactly. So Fields is, I don't think he's an 1,100-yard rushing per season quarterback, but I would think if he if he stays healthy, now this, yeah, that's a big argument too, is with the rushing upside, his health. But if he yeah. stayed healthy for 17 games, I, I think he hits 1,000, like no question. Yeah. I don't think he's like Lamar as a rusher. And I don't know. I think he's similar to Mar, but like a cheaper version it's a, of Lamar. It's a different way that they do yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. The play style is the same, same and different. I don't know. It's it's hard to describe. It's very it's very difficult to kind of like figure that part out. But I do think he's like a slightly worse version of Lamar Jackson. I think Lamar's kind of developed. Lamar's a little a Lamar's smoother with his runs, yes. and I feel like they do. Um, draw up more design stuff, and it's it almost it looks safer, really, the way they they treat Lamar, Justin. They kind of just throw him out there and tell him to make something happen, which he does. But at the same time, it it's it looks more awkward and <laughs> more dangerous for Justin Fields. Yeah. All right, number nine, Deshaun Watson, he who shall not be named. This one's. This one was tough. I mean, I guess it's not really a tough place to rank him. Like, this feels like the right spot. It's, it's uh, I don't know. All right, here's the question for him. I don't really want to dive into Deshaun because he is a good talent. He was awful when he came back this past season. Not you surprised. can chalk that up. Yeah, you can chalk it up to a bunch of different things. Hadn't played in two years. Brand new system. Hasn't practiced with the team. Like, no. Right. Yeah. Yeah, he sucked. Right. The question for you is this, and I think it pretty much boils down everything 
that the fantasy community feels about Deshaun Watson and how anybody should approach Deshaun Watson. Do you think it's possible that he can get back to being a top five NFL QB? Yes or no? Not with the other guys on this list. Fair enough. I think, you know, everything goes well for all these guys. I think his best finish is seven. This is assuming everybody stays healthy. Every, nobody's, you know, all their weapons get hurt, all stuff like that. I don't think he finishes higher than Lamar. Fair. Yeah, I I am with you on that one. I I think he's very talented. I think he's a very good quarterback, all things considered. And the last time we really saw him prior to all this crap, he was a top five quarterback. And he, you know, it was 4,800 yards, 35 touchdowns on a terrible Texans team. He was incredible. I mean, that season that he put together, that four and 13 Texans team season, yeah, it was unbelievable that he could lead the NFL in passing yards with, I mean, it's such an awful team around him. But, but when that season changed. happened, Josh, Joe Burrow was not on the scene. Jalen Hurts right. was not on the scene. Justin Herbert was not on the scene. And all those guys are here, and all three of those guys have arrived and are top five. Josh Allen also had not really arrived yet, uh, I think. Or maybe he had. Maybe that was his first. That might have been season. his. It was either his breakout year or it was. It might, was it his sophomore year? No, it had to have been his breakout year. I think that might have been Josh Allen's first QB one year. Okay. So 2019. Yeah, 2019. Because yep. he, did he didn't play 2020, right? Deshaun Watson played in 2020. So Josh Allen was established. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I I don't know. I think he is very I mean, good if things go just, right, but yeah, I don't know if things will go right. That's just not outside the realm of possibility. Like, we've – I don't know. It's, it's so hard to gauge him. It is. It's really tough. Uh, is there anything else you really want to dive into with Watson? Because I not really. Okay, great. All right, like this Kyler Murray. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to talk about Deshaun Watson. Number ten, Kyler Murray. He Oof. he. It, it's gonna feel low for him here. But here's the thing with Kyler Murray. He has QB one overall potential, but he has like never lived up to the potential. He'll be. I don't know. This, this feels right to me. You think? I think. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess I if you if you factor in the injury, also it the obviously drops staff. him down. Yeah, um, the coaching staff, the weapons. I don't know what he's got there. He's gonna miss like half of next year anyway. Right. Uh, it's, there's a there is a way too many question marks around Kyler Murray. There are quite a few. Um, and Call of Duty's probably going to drop a new game next year, so that's going to be a problem too. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, he um, he will give you great play for like half a season, and then the other half of the season he is painfully mediocre, aggressively mediocre, as you like to yeah. say. It's it's one of those things. Like he was, ev- everything has to be perfect for Deshaun for Kyler Murray to see like. Um, DeAndre Hopkins has to be healthy and playing well. Uh, it has to be before the new Call of Duty drops. Um, 
But yeah, it's it's like seven games. We're like, yes, this is everything I've ever wanted. And one weapon gets hurt or Kyler gets dinged up and like the whole season just falls apart. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he he's diminutive. He has gotten hurt. And like obviously the ACL, a serious injury, but in the two previous seasons, he would get dinged up, miss a couple games and then just not be the same pretty much the rest of the season. And that's sort of the it's three straight years now where Kyler Murray has been severely impacted by injuries in a bad way. Yeah, his his fantasy production is a giant glass cannon. Either if if he gets hurt or one of his top weapons gets hurt, it's it's over. Pretty much. Uh so yeah, 10 Kyler Murray, 11 and 12. We're going to package them together because to me they're basically the same thing. Dak Prescott and Tua Tagovailoa. We can also kind of um, mention, you know, what you had, had originally put on the list too. Yeah, I mean, CJ Stroud and Bryce Young, I think, are in this same vicinity. I don't know. I mean, I, I kind of want to know where they get drafted, but I, I do think in terms of talent, they're probably around the twelve range for uh, Dynasty. Yeah, I, I just argued against them just because it's there's so there's too many questions. Just with rookies, you know, there's a chance they don't even some of some of these guys may not even play this year. You know, Stroud or, or Young. I I'm assuming they probably go to a place where they can be an instant starter, you know, Colts, Texans, something like that. But if they don't, or what if they're just horrible the rookie season, you're gonna prefer Tua Dak this year. And who knows, maybe Tua and Dak can turn their situations around. Maybe they Tua can finally stay healthy. Or Dak doesn't throw nine interceptions in a legit in a, like a big time game. <laughs> you know who knows um yeah it's I mean, weird like would i trade one of those guys for a top five pick to get cj stroud or, or bryce young yes yeah yeah i would yeah i would but i just I, <clears throat> the questions on their production going into this season i just don't know yeah that's it's so difficult because you're like would i trade dak for cj stroud yes would i trade two of 103 or 102 yeah right I absolutely would trade to a for CJ Stroud. So if you're doing it in that sense, then Stroud slash young, because I I think they're pretty much identical, would go above to a here. Dak, it's more difficult because I just view him as a safer Dak is uh he's, he's better. Yeah. yeah. And Tua benefits from having probably the best wide receiver duo in the NFL. Yeah. That skews things in a positive direction for him. Uh Jalen Waddell and Tyreek are they're incredible which it's it'll be whichever of stroud and young doesn't go to the texans like if one of those goes to the texans which one will he's going to be way lower on this list yeah if If one one goes goes to the colts uh he might jump kyler murray who knows yeah even with the texans it's like they're i think that they're going to figure it out and and, they're going to build around him like every mock draft i look at has like the texans taking younger stroud and then with their next pick, which is like pick 12, they take a wide receiver. Every mock draft I see. Yep. They take either like Addison or Quentin Johnston. Yeah, which that'll be great. That would be awesome. You get and they're probably gonna trade Brandon Cooks this offseason, free up some cap. Um, they're probably gonna lock down Laramie Tunsil, so they'll have a left tackle for to protect the blind side of your rookie QB. They've got 
good other weapons there in Houston. You've got Damian Pierce. I would imagine they'll bring in another running back too. I don't think yeah. Houston is as bad a landing spot as some people would have you believe. And they brought just brought in Demeco Ryan's young coach, a lot of energy. So they're yeah, yeah, things are looking up in Houston. Yeah. All right, that's it for the quarterbacks. Let's transition to the eight slash eight and a half tight ends that are worth talking about. We probably won't <laughs> spend a ton of time here. No. So this is a dynasty ranking. We've got Kyle Pitts as our number one tight end. It's hard to uh, it's there's there's two guys you can argue here, I think. Would you put Kelsey here? I think it's kind of the you know immediate production versus long term production. Kelsey is going to by far be the more valuable, most valuable tight end in fantasy for the next probably two years. Would you say? You think two years? I think Kelsey is going to be the best tight end in fantasy until he retires, whenever that is. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna be very very conservative. Say two years. He's the tight end one. Pitts is going to be two, three, who knows before he's he's at that level. If he ever gets that level, we don't know. He's he's still kind of, I mean, we've seen enough flashes where we know he'll be good. But he's Kelsey's also 33, 34 years old. Cal Pitts is 21. Yeah. So there is yeah. over a decade difference in their age. So yeah. it's if you're rebuilding, yeah, go flip. Travis Kelsey for Kyle Pitts, but the just the value Kelsey is going to get you. People are arguing for him to be the one hundred and one in drafts. That's how good Travis Kelsey is. And I wouldn't not do crazy. that. I wouldn't do it, but I see your argument. Yeah, I I see you. I hear you. I would not personally do that, but but I see you, you. live your life, man. Yeah, I would you trade so. I'm sorry, Kyle Pitts is 22, not 21. Yeah, I think he will start the the NFL season still 22 years old, if if I'm not mistaken. Would you trade Kyle Pitts, or would you trade Kelsey for Kyle Pitts? My bad. If I'm rebuilding, yes. So if you're contending, you're still oh yeah holding I'm on to with Kelsey. Yeah, I think that's sort of where I'm at too. I think. I wonder what the the value difference is with Pitts. I think it's changed a lot. Like a year ago, I think everybody was pretty much in on Pitts as the dynasty tight end one. I think that has fluctuated a bit. I think depending on the owner, he'll either have Pitts as his tight end one or he will straight up think he's a bust. And it's a bit of a know your league situation. This is the, I mean, prime opportunity to go buy Pitts. Whatever... Unless you're contending and you have Kelsey, like go trade whatever you need to to get Pitts. So at three, though, we've got Mar- uh, Mark Andrews. These next two guys are more or less the same. I do agree. Yeah, Andrews. I think regardless, I I don't know if I would rather have Andrews than Pitts or not. Andrews is tough there. Andrews depends, is tough because he's It depends who's – does Lamar comes back. Does Lamar come back? Yeah. I would imagine regardless of the quarterback, Mark Andrews is going to be a top three tight end. Obviously, yep. Lamar helps. I think Lamar makes that ceiling a little bit higher. I mean, but also Andrews won leagues last year with uh, Tyler Huntley as exactly. the quarterback. He was scoring like 25 points a week. 
Right. So a pro bowl quarterback. Yeah. I, we've got pits at one. We've got Andrews at three. I cannot personally figure out pro bowl quarterback. That was good. I can't figure out if Mark Andrews, like, I don't know which of those two I'd rather have. I have traded pits for Andrews this off season on a team that is probably yep. going to be a contender. So I guess another, it's, I guess it's another content. Are you contending argument? If you think you can win it and you're a tight end away, heck do it straight up. I don't, if that's what you need to win the championship. Yeah. Obviously Pitts is like, I don't even know if it's going to happen again this coming year. Like it might. No, that's why I said, I still think he's, he's probably two years out still. Which is gross. I, if you can buy Pitts and you did not experience the first two seasons of his career, I would pro- I would be very okay doing that because yeah. you're just like it. It's did you get burned? Yes or no? If no, go buy him. If yes, I don't know. Sell him while the value. If yes, is still I'm there. not mad at you if you go get a one of the other two tight ends. Yeah, and if you can get like. If you need a tight end, I mean, I guess we'll go ahead and reveal it. We got TJ Hawkinson at four. Yep. If you need, really need a tight end, go get Hawkinson in a a first, mid, late first on top of Hawkinson. I think that's very reasonable too. Yeah. Hawkinson is really good and he's in an offense that gets him the ball. I think the part about tight ends that people, yeah. The part about tight ends that people don't really think about is they are not it's not a talent wins out kind of thing it is a system thing if a tight ends in a system that doesn't get them the ball it doesn't matter how good a talent they are they won't get the ball like george kittle is probably one of i george kittle is probably the most talented all things considered tight end in the nfl but he's in a system that just doesn't get him the ball the same way that the chiefs do or the ravens do get the ball to their tight ends and so Kittle ends up being like the fifth or sixth guy and ends up being kind of the odd man out. Yep. I mean, look at Hawkinson's target totals uh, when he left. Uh, uh, ugh, sorry, I can't even talk. The Lions, when he left the Lions, like he had his good games with the Lions, and I, I liked him a lot there, but seven targets, seven targets, four targets, 12 targets, four targets, five targets, four targets. And then he goes to uh, the Vikings, and immediately the narrative changes. Nine targets, ten targets, nine targets, six, six, eight, nine, sixteen, and twelve. Yeah, he is their pass catcher number two. Yeah. I and think he's, he's he's really good. Like the dude was drafted with a top ten pick. Like he is a legit, very talented tight end. Yeah. And I think he's just now to the point because like tight ends take forever to sort of develop and get to a point where they're legit. He's entering Hawkinson, his prime. Yeah, Hawkinson is about to do the Mark Andrews thing, I think. I don't know if he's going to, you know, jump one of these top three guys. Right. I don't know if it'll be that same level. But I think Hawkinson has now entered the conversation as a viable tight end that he's pretty much an elite tight end from here on out. Yeah. If I've got him as my tight end one, I feel very good. Lock him in there. I don't have to think about that position. All right, it's right. not going to be as consistent as the other guys, but like, I'm probably not just going to get screwed by TJ Hawkinson. Right. I mean, Kelsey's going to be better than everybody, but like compared to everybody, compared to the field, Hawkinson <laughs> is not the tight end position is different. so incredibly inconsistent. Like anything is good. Yeah, and and Hawkinson is quite good. 
At five, we've got George Kittle, as I mentioned. I, I want to put him higher, but I can't. Exactly. You you want him to touch the ball more, but he just, for whatever reason, does not. Freaking Kyle Shanahan. There's so I, many I agree with what you said. Is this dude is probably like just the real-life tight end position. He's the best because he's an incredible receiver, and he's an incredible blocker. Yeah. And that's his problem. Like, he's such a good blocker, they'll take him out of pass, pass patterns. Yeah. And uh, just – the nature of the 49ers offense, they yeah. just don't pass to the tight ends. They don't focus the on one way. guy. They don't. They spread it around. And what ends up happening is Kittle ends up being very good, but not, you know, tight end one good. He had that one season. Uh, let's see. What year was it? It was, well, he had, he had two seasons where he was tight end two and tight end three in 2018, 2019. Where I mean, he he got targets in spades. He had 136 targets that one year, 107 targets. But they've just acquired other talent. Um, those two years, they did not have Brandon Ayuk. They did not have Debo Samuel. They did not have Christian McCaffrey. Now they've got all those guys. And Kittle, I mean, it's to the point now where the offense has so many weapons that you can't just go by and expect one of these weapons to be top of their position anymore except McCaffrey um the receivers the pass pass catching options and even him and, when when Mitchell's healthy he can be a little up and down exactly there's just so many dudes there um that it it sort of makes it difficult but you even look at uh his numbers from last year to this previous year so two years ago 2021 to this previous year 2000 22 he scored two more fantasy points because he had five more touchdowns but if you look at his yardage numbers his yards went down 150 yards his targets went down nine and his receptions went down 11 and he played in one extra game so they're just spreading the ball around more and uh if if kittle scores a lot of touchdowns like he did this past year he's gonna be awesome and uh he won he won a lot of people playoff matchups but it was touchdown production He's a terrifying um, player to go against because you like you know there's a good chance you win because he could have three points because he only got three targets, but he could just he, just as easily go out there and have three touchdowns for like 180 yards. He is terrifying to go against. Yeah, yeah, he's he's super talented, and I think that is pretty much the end of like the super talented guys. Well. Goddard, Waller. I like Fire I like Goddard next. I, I, I do am a big fan of him. I do like Goddard. The thing with Goddard is like I think he's a really good tight end, but because of AJ Brown and Devonta Smith, he's always going to be the third third pass catching option, which is good, but maybe not elite. And Jalen Hurts vultures a lot of touchdowns, so there's you know there's just not enough pie to go around. Exactly. So he. He is a very good. If Jalen Hurts was a good passer, I'd be. I would love Dallas Goddard. <laughs> I, I say not a good, good passer. passer. I, <laughs> a pass first quarterback. That's not, yeah. That's what I mean. Like if <laughs> if he wasn't rushing for ten touchdowns a year, I would be. I I, I might have him over Kittle. Who knows? Like, right. I mean, there would just be more more opportunity share for him there. There's enough that I think he is a good tight end, but even with Goddard, I'm trying to trade up into one of those top five guys. 
I do like him enough too, though, where if I didn't get one of those top five guys, I feel just fine locking him in my tight end. He's a, he's a set it and forget it tight end to me, at least. Yeah. Where if I missed out on the elite guys, I'm, I'm fine at tight end if I've got Goddard. Yeah. You're fine. Maybe you're not winning weeks because of your tight end, but you're not losing them either. Let's put it yeah. that way. He's going to be, he's going to be okay. Darren Waller at seven, Pat Fryermuth at eight. Um, Darren Waller anymore. Well, he's like 31 years old. He's been injured. His quarterback is somebody. We don't know yet. Jarrett Stidham. Gross. <laughs> Devontae Adams is the number one pass catcher now. He is the captain and not not Darren Waller. And Hunter Renfro exists. So I don't know. I don't, I don't know how I feel about Darren Waller, to be honest with you. Yeah, we, we got him at, at seven. I, I probably wouldn't fault you if you had him at 10. Like I... <laughs> after after these six this top seven guy or top six guys like it's it is a crapshoot it's slim pickings um pat frymuth at eight i think he's a good tight end but i i don't know what do you want me to say i think um i might could argue you could argue him over waller just with he's a lot younger um I'm assuming his offense is an ascending offense with Kenny Pickett. He showed a, a pretty decent connection with Pickett when they're there because, you know, just dump it off over the middle when you're in trouble to Pat Frymuth and you'll be fine. Yeah, um, he had 98 targets this past year. Yeah, I, I think Pat Frymuth is really good. He's a, I think, yeah. I think he's probably a better real-life tight end than he is a fantasy tight end. Yeah, but he's right. – worst-case scenario, you got Pat Frymuth. You could do you could do worse. So you could do a lot worse. There's here's a lot of names. These are guys that are interesting, but frankly, we don't really want to talk about them. <laughs> We've got uh, let's see: Zach Ertz, Evan Ingram, David Njoku, Dalton Schultz, uh, <laughs> Taysom Hill. You mentioned and before the show, I, like I you want to bring up Zach Ertz. Ertz. I'm like, why? Why would you want to bring up Zach Ertz? <laughs> Cole Komet, Gerald Everett, Greg Dulcich, Dawson Knox. All these guys, good, good real life tight ends, but my God, for fantasy, you 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 clench the butt cheeks and then you just hope and pray. Yeah, you're you're rolling those guys out like Dawson Knox. I'm like, maybe he's one of those lucky weeks where Josh Allen tosses him two touchdowns. Other than that, he won't get looked at. Greg Dulcich, you just hope that Sean Payton opens up the offense and he's good. I mean, Gerald Everett, he's about to get cut. Cole yeah, Komet. Everett, Everett was a – he was a one-hit wonder this year, and mainly because everyone on the Chargers died. <laughs> yep, and he wasn't even good when they all died. It was just Austin Eckler. I remember I traded uh, Gerald Everett to you. This was like early on. You had pits in one of our leagues, and you're like, dude, I need a tight end. And I got like <laughs> Dawson Knox and something. He's like, I need someone. I'm like, okay, yep. yeah, here. Yeah. Because you wanted uh, T.J. Hawkinson, and I, I gave you a hard no. If I would have gotten T.J. Hawkinson, I, I would have been a very happy camper right about now. But I ended up with Mark Andrews, so it's okay. Yeah. All, all's well that ends well. All right. Uh, is there Are there any other tight ends that you are dying to talk about? Uh, I mean – Depending on landing spot, Michael Mayer could be interesting, the rookie. He could be interesting. Uh, also, a guy you should probably pay attention to, Dalton Kincaid. Freak of nature, pass-catching talent. He's going to get drafted in the first round, too. So there's that. 
to kind of consider. Who's that? Uh, who's the big guy from Georgia? Looks like Kyle Pitts, but not Darnell Washington. Yes, he ate Kyle Washington. Pitts. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just a, this mammoth of a human being. He is enormous. I don't think he's ever going to be fantasy relevant, but he's enormous. No, but he's he's intimidating. Yeah, he's he's terrifying. Remember, uh, what's the guy for um, the Colts? It's like six nine as the tight end. Moelle Cox. About? Yes. <laughs> he's he's a freaking minotaur walking. Mo Alley can have he'll he'll put up some decent games too here and there. Yeah, he'll give you three touchdowns, and you're like, who is the tight end where, one of the week? Where did that come from? Who is Mo Alley Cox? It's annoying. I'm like Jonathan Taylor's there. Like, don't throw him the ball on the one yard, but just <laughs> hand it to Jonathan Taylor. As Pete Carroll would say, Gosh. you should run the ball. Yes. That'll do it for this episode. Uh, if you enjoyed it, check us out on Instagram at fantasy brothers underscore. Uh, you can check us out on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash fantasy brothers. And we're going to be dropping a rookie draft kit here very, very soon. So be on the lookout for that. We will be, uh, we'll be telling you, you'll know. We'll be saying it here on the podcast. We'll be saying it on Instagram. It'll be everywhere. So you will know when the rookie draft kit drops. That will go live on Patreon. It'll be coming out very, very soon. We're excited about it. We're wrapping up our player profiles. There's a lot of them. There's like 40 of these things that uh, we're doing after work. So you're welcome because half these guys we don't even care about. (laughs) Like you're getting those like tight, the tight end five and the, you know, the wide receiver 16 in this class. I'm like, dude, this, why are we writing a profile for this guy? <laughs> you know who I wrote a profile for? And I was just like, why? Why would anybody care? But, you know, somebody's going to care. So we we wrote a profile for him. You know who I wrote there's, one there's for? There's some degenerate out there who's going to be like, oh, yeah, watching that guy for years. No, you haven't, bro. I watched, I read, or I, I wrote one for Rakeem Jarrett. I've heard the name. I haven't watched this film. I did not give two craps about Rakeem Jarrett. I'll be honest with you. And I, but hey, I, he's he's going to have a dynasty profile. You might not hear that name again. So you you probably won't. After doing the profile, watching some film, doing a little bit of research, you ain't going to know that. That's name. the last time I'm going to see this guy. Except <laughs> when I'm like scrolling through like the seventh round, like Rakeem Jarrett. Oh, somebody took him. <laughs> We've got him mocked as like the last pick in the third round of rookie drafts right now. So he's a free agent, basically. Yeah, he's going to be on your waivers. Yep. Anyway, that'll do it for this one. We'll see you next week when I don't know what we're doing. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Have a good we, one. We finished this series. Who knows? <laughs> Peace. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Brothers Podcast. If you enjoyed the episode and want to connect to us, follow us on Instagram at fantasybrothers underscore or on Twitter at fantasybros underscore. If you want to support the show, you can do that at Patreon forward slash fantasybrothers.